0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to another episode of Tasty Tuesday on Tasty Luke Gaming, the show where we're talking about gaming news. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. And a quick reminder, you have this week two plays Steep and Portal Knights, both offer for free on PlayStation Plus. Make sure to download those, play those, come back in the month or end of the week for uh, Game of the Month and uh, Plus Club, even though I didn't say anything about Game of the Month yet. Uh, Let's know your opinions on this game, so we'll let you know our opinions and our Game of the Month. Uh, one week left is Stardew Valley. Make sure to play that. Also come back at the end of the week for Game of the Month. We'll talk about that as well. We have a Discord link down below. Uh, talk to us anytime all the time. We're on iTunes, Spotify and other podcast platforms if you'd prefer to listen to us. Um, and if you're listening to us and you want to watch us, check us out on YouTube at Tasty Luke Gaming. Um, Yeah. So uh, I think that's about everything. I think kind, of, so. kind of botched it a little bit, but but we'll get through this. So, yeah, we have three bits of news we're going to talk about today. Uh, one extra than normal, but there's three things I thought would be very interesting to talk about. So, uh, first bit of news. Um, as you guys already know, Slightly Mad Studios, the guys who make Project Cars 2, is making a console that they say will be the most powerful console ever made. It's supposed to compete with the uh, next Xbox and the next PlayStation and the next Nintendo console, and it is called the Mad Box. We've talked about it multiple times now. And we've talked about a little bit on what this thing needs to do to essentially, you know, have a place in the console race. Um, so recently um, on Twitter, oh uh, God, what's his name? Uh, the guy who runs the place, uh, Ian Bell. Bell, Ian Bell, uh, showed off some concept art of the controller uh, for the Madbox. Now this is, before we get into that, interesting because... I was saying when we originally talked about this, one thing that they need to do is, uh, you know, either they have to have exclusivity, but they said they're not really too interested in doing that. Um, the console itself has to offer something that that other consoles aren't offering, and the controller has to be worth the damn. So it's cool we're finally getting to see what the controller looks like. Now I will be putting pictures up for you guys so you can see what we're talking about. But they have showed off the controller, or at least concept of the controller, as you guys also know. They've shown concept art of the uh console different variations of it so this may change but it does show a proof of concept um and yeah let's look through it and uh talk about it real quick so in the first picture that we're looking at it kind of shows almost like a slim profile uh has a typical um um, grip area that you would expect from controllers nowadays, kind of similar to an Xbox controller. Has a lot of neon lights, which is interesting. The triggers are very angular um, and Batman-esque. Um, and uh, and yeah, next picture shows three separate variations of what seems to be an on a, a front-facing um, screen that's on the front of the controller. Uh, that seems to surround the buttons illuminate around buttons um, but also seems to be a touchpad considering it shows a keyboard in the center with a space bar all the numbers a screenshot button a screenshot button Um, then it seems like they're playing a racing game where it's circling a button to say that there's a boost available while also showing how fast they're driving what gear they're in Um, and then another one that seems to look like uh, like you're playing a first person shooter or something it shows that they're eliminated but there's also i think was that a chat button looks like it, yeah yeah so it almost seems like games will have their own setups for what this controller will show on the front of it uh for interactivity which is something that's kind of interesting when i was saying these guys make video games they're gonna they might bring some kind of interactivity to their console so that's kind of kind of interesting um And then the other picture we're looking at shows uh, the precision triggers, as they call them, um, very curved. And then also interesting, it has rear paddles on the back, which is something that I actually am kind of excited for just because I have rear paddles on my PS4 controller. And now that I've gotten used to using them, I don't think I want to ever go back. So this is something I've actually been very curious about if the next consoles will embrace or not because they become almost standard now and a lot of like pro gaming and stuff so um yeah so those are the pictures uh of the concept what do we think of it
1: um extremely mixed feelings on it to be honest Uh, Mm. i think it's really thin which i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing um i mean obviously it'll be hard to to say without holding it Uh, it just seems like it might be i don't know I like meteor controllers, I guess. I even when the original Xbox, I liked the the Duke over the, the small controller. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm you know I'm not trying to be dismissive of it. I just there's a concern I have on it. Um, the other concern I have is with the profile of the triggers. Um, and obviously hopefully no one is like putting too much pressure down on their controller while it's setting down but it does concern me that maybe if you were accidentally like pop it on the top or something like that the triggers are in a weird spot that they might break or something mm. um
0: so super- i mean the the ps4 does the same thing though
1: it does and it and it still kind of weirds me out a little obviously you should not be uh misusing your hardware that way but Mm -hmm. just a thought process on that i think the screen's a neat idea i also think uh the application is going to matter a lot on that uh the parts about it i like is the uh controller icon in the top left where it shows which controller you're holding the battery and the the connectivity connectivity icon Uh, stuff like the mouse power and the gear thing uh i don't look down on my controller that often so it's neat but isn't really like a selling point for me and it just makes well, controller more expensive. Yeah.
0: But this isn't trying to sell this to you. This is just showing a concept of
1: what people could do for sure. And, and I'm just saying like it, it, that, you know, like you said, is a neat feature, but mm-hmm. isn't like amazing. The screenshot button I think is a good thing. And the button stuff is, is more so I guess where I'm getting to this keyboard, I think is a good idea. Anything where there's an actual extra um, button involved with that screen I think is really cool uh, just because it does add more customization especially if the game developers decide to implement more stuff mm. uh, if you're playing on this system so I think that has some good spots there but I I think uh the the touch stuff can be done well and I think the even with the ps4 like a couple companies have like embraced it a little bit but a lot mm. of companies have just kind of ignored it as well so yeah um but I, I do think it's neat if done right. So, otherwise, yeah, I mean, it's, it's neat. Um, controllers are, diff- are weird because I can look at it all day, but without holding it, I can't have a firm opinion.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think the biggest thing here is the quality has to be high for this thing to be good because if it's cheap feeling, it's, I'm not going to like it. That's a big thing. But, and also if it wants to compete with all the big boys, it has to have a premium feeling controller for because sure. there's a huge difference between even like a Steel Series controller and other people who make controllers versus like an actual ps4 controller an actual xbox controller they just feel really good Mm -hmm. like they don't feel cheap they don't feel like they're gonna break um the thin profile thing and stuff like that what you said in my opinion because it does look thin to me as well but I, I don't think it'd be too bad just because it's not, I mean, I've, I've suffered my whole life through Nintendo controllers. So this thing's not even remotely fucking half of what those things typically feel like. Um, cause they're always really thin and small and have small handles, small buttons and shit. I mm-hmm. just, I just fucking work through it. But, uh, but it is, it is thin looking, but, uh, so is their console. So I think it's just trying to match the concept for sure. Um, I think the screen thing's amazing if they do it correctly. Um, I think one of the more innovative things that's happened on a controller uh, in recent times is the Xbox's vibration function and its uh, um, triggers. I think it's really fucking cool they did that, but I also think the touchpad on the PS4 is something that... that I never want to not have on a controller ever again. So because they did that, this is essentially doing exactly that only with more on it. It's, it's an actual evolution in controller. So I think the controller having a screen on it, that's a touch screen that can be used and not used anyway. Uh, people will see fit is, uh, a, a fucking benefit in every way. um, And like you said, you don't really look down at the controller. I don't really either, but every once in a while, like for instance in Resident Evil 2 right now, I'm playing um, the light will be green. Mm. And when you go into the yellow, it will turn yellow and it'll turn red. It's really bright too. So it's almost impossible for you not to see it on my peripheral. So, you know, people are already doing this. So it's just, again, another extension of that. I think it's really fucking cool. It's just going to be dependent on what game it is. And if they actually do this, um, I I think that controller would be very fucking expensive if they uh, go through with making it. Um, but I think it would probably be one of the first major innovations in uh, controllers in a long time. So I'm very pro it. I think it's very cool. Um, I also think that uh, keyboard on there makes a lot of weird peripherals obsolete, which mm-hmm. I think is fucking awesome. Just like, I love having a mouse pad essentially on the PS4 controller. You don't use it very often but when you do, it's like genius. You're just like, wow, there's a fucking mouse on this fucking controller. And I, and I think both of those are super practical. And yeah. It makes a lot of sense. And I, and
1: I think there's a lot of practical application to be had, mm. um, Obviously, I'm just going by the, the example things here, and yeah. I'm not saying they're bad. They just aren't selling points. They don't. For yeah, me. they don't work yeah. for you. I,
0: I like the I like the little button the screenshot um, button. It's it's smart too because another reason it's smart is because the touchpad on the PS4 works as a touchpad in some games. You can swipe and it'll do stuff. And Warframe, I actually prefer to do it over pressing buttons. Um, but also, you have two clickable areas on that touchpad as well, uh, which adds buttons to the whole controller. Mm-hmm. With this, there's endless buttons you could add to this controller. Um, well, near endless. So if y- you want to play MMOs, there's, there's more now, uh, functionality of where you can press on that controller in case you need more buttons for a game. You're playing MMO and you've got macro set up on there now, uh, you know, on top of the buttons you already have. It's really, it's, it, there's a lot of fucking, um, practicality, a lot of use to that. That gets me really excited. That, that reminds me a lot of the PS4, the rear paddles, I think is fucking awesome. Um, like I said already this is something i'd like to see the next consoles all do um i don't know if everybody sold on it but if you actually use it and try it out it's really fucking uh cool as long as they're in a good position where mine are they're like inside the handle so they don't get in the way um but i really like them i really like that i can assign them to any buttons at any time too um so i don't know if they'd work that way or not but it's just adding extra buttons on the controller without being in the way uh which is a benefit as well so um overall you know the console and the controller both kind of you know look really sleek really sci-fi i'm not really super sold on the style of them because it'll too fucking angular for me but the button layout the the front interface the lights i like lights i mean it's it's a basic thing but I, i think it looks cool and uh and the paddles all show uh gaming in mind when they're making this thing so uh, whether they'll actually go with that design or not. I think there's a lot of really cool fucking ideas on this thing. But again, I feel like that controller is going to be $100 at the very least. I don't think that's a $6 controller. Yeah, that's a tricky one for sure. Well, to add paddles onto your controller right now, you can buy paddles for like 30 bucks to put paddles on there. Mm-hmm. Then you put a screen in there that has lights and RGB lighting. I mean, like, there's no way that thing's going to be $60 or 70 no, probably not. Yeah, but it's cool.
1: Um, anything else you want to say on well, it? Not really. I mean, it's this is gonna be one of those things where I'm just kind of waiting to see the whole time. I like yeah. I I can't even remotely get excited because I uh, there's a lot of neat stuff like you said. I think there has a lot of good ideas in there, mm-hmm. uh, but I still have yet to see a reason to buy it. Yeah. So
0: that, well, yeah, that, that's I what I need. Well, at this point, I'm I'm ready to buy that controller for my PC. Right. So I, I just need to know what the console is going to do, but they' it, it definitely, definitely just shows that they got some really cool ideas going on. No, they're, not just, sure. they're not doing like the Atari box. We're just going to play Minecraft. No,
1: and it's co- and and it does take someone taking a plunge because they could be the next, you know, Xbox on the scene at that point. So
0: I'll be amazed, I'll be amazed if they even get into the console race for sure. Because you know, in my mind, and I'm not trying to be pessimistic. I've seen a lot of people try and do this with smaller entries this is pretty ambitious um and they come out as uh, a cool little niche toy real quick and then they're remembered forever as the people who tried to get yeah. into the console race so i'm still waiting to see what these guys do what atari does um there's somebody else i forgot who the fuck it was it, it,
1: re- it really is going to take like an amazing idea or a shit ton of money yeah i mean that's, yeah, you got to have <laughs> the money to break through yeah. or
0: you have to have an idea that people fucking want right. to um, and that controller is fucking cool. But if they want to sell controllers, I'll buy that controller, fucking. But if you're buying, if you're selling me a, a PC that's already built for me and that controller, I already got a PC. I don't know how to build it for, for a sure. Years. So for sure. it definitely has to have something. And it's weird when they're like, "Oh, exclusives. We don't really like the idea of them. I don't either." But you need something that makes me need that console. The controller's not enough, although it's pretty cool in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, how are you going
1: to get people to buy it? Yeah, and and that's that's exactly both that is my point. Like, I I could appreciate you know things about it all day and uh but if i if i'm not buying it it's going to waste 100
0: let's know in the comments what do you think about the mad box first off we've talked about it multiple times and it keeps evolving quickly in my opinion I, we keep hearing things about it constantly for sure what do you think about the um controller concept what do you think about the ideas on it do you think any of them are cool do you think they're all useless do you think what the fuck do we even need this thing for uh, what do you think about the design do you think it'd be comfortable do you think it's uh looks too angular maybe it will Maybe it looks sharp as shit. Maybe you'll cut your hand. Let's know everything you're thinking about when it comes to the Madbox controller and everything Madbox related. Second bit of news. Uh, I already mentioned playing Resident Evil 2 recently. So this is news for me and a lot of you uh, who are playing it. Uh, There is free uh, DLC coming out February 15th, starting February 15th. February 15th for Resident Evil 2 remake called Ghost Survivors. Uh, Capcom's highly anticipated Resident Evil 2 remake is finally here, but there is still some more content in store for the survival horror game. The publisher has announced they will release a free Ghost survivors dlc starting february 15th which will give players a chance to experience the game from three new perspectives according to capcom ghost survivors will explore what if stories of three unfortunate souls who never made it out of raccoon city in no time to mourn players will be cast as a gun shop owner in runaway they'll be uh, they'll play as the mayor's daughter and forgotten soldier places them in the boots of the soldier i don't know who the fucking soldier is but um but yeah, this is coming out really soon uh, as free DLC. What do we think about uh, Resident Evil 2 Remake getting um, ex- free DLC that's going to have uh, three individual stories to be told within the uh, time frame of Resident Evil 2's events?
1: <sighs> I feel like a broken record, but I'm just like blown away with uh, how much the, the Japanese game market has like flip-flopped. yeah. <laughs> Because I mean, Hearts
0: Three is getting crazy reviews right now. Yeah, they they
1: for years were just being, you know, lazy and and not yeah. um, really trying anymore. They're just kind of relying on the names. And now you got stuff like this, which uh, at least from what I've heard from you and from what I've read from people uh, who have been playing this is just what exactly they wanted to see in a remake. And you got the whole game, and now they're just adding more content um to it and even if the content's not good no one's paying for it yeah so um i it there's no lose here like you could just be getting this cool like i want more as an evil and you're getting it or it could be something you don't have to worry about Mm
0: -hmm. and
1: i just at the end of the day i i really i really like the trend in the industry not just japan just the industry in general uh, of free dlc because um games are expensive there's a lot of games out there they're always coming out faster and faster it seems like and uh it's a good way to keep people in your game
0: I think, yeah so. it's just interesting how
1: quick this is coming out well they are so capcom's guilty of this though at least they're not charging though yeah but they're, they're usually they already know their dlc plans are like locked in usually and
0: quick. well and my original thought too is maybe they were working on this to have it as extended uh content in the game but didn't have it done in time possible But they're releasing for free, so there's no reason for me to even care about that. I'm just more so interested that the game's barely been out. People have already beaten it, um, but that they're already supporting it with new stuff to do Um, this quick. A lot of times you wait like four to six months for new shit to pop out, and this game's barely been out, and they're already like, we got new shit coming out for it. Well, you know, too, I
1: don't know if they're using an old engine or... or No,
0: they're using Resident Evil 7's engine. Okay. It, It looks amazing
1: well that's what that was what my, my point was gonna be is i don't know if they made a new engine or if they're using an older one and obviously they decided to use um an engine they already had so
0: yeah there's actually a couple assets from resident Evil 7 in too. Oh, is there? yeah there's like a, a a grandfather clock and like a weird mannequin thing
1: so if if they could take that engine and and do this with it and everyone's happy with it obviously um recycling that engine it was fine then in that regard and it's it's actually a lot cheaper for them so they're probably making a lot of money off this right now
0: yeah um, which is fine well, this game's being played like three times as much as resident Evil 07 did which i already knew two was going to do really well because sure. it's fucking resident Evil 2 yeah. Even if it was subpar people would still bought
1: it this is the resident evil most people know so, yeah yeah but
0: it's crazy that they built that engine for resident Evil 07 and it looked great too but it's all first person so it has to look good and then they use that same engine made a third person Resident Evil game and and it's just blown up. People fucking love it. It's just
1: for them that's just good money making then. Because seven I know did well enough, it seemed like, and then they're just making more money off that engine. So that's great.
0: They're already uh I've mentioned this a couple times, I think on stream, but uh they're already working on uh Resident Evil three
1: remake. Do you think they'll go back and do one and zero?
0: I would love for them as soon as possible on this same engine make a Resident Evil One remake. They've already done it before, so it kind of feels cheap for them to do that one again. But I love the original Resident Evil. It'd be really cool to have play three like Resident Evils all in the same engine to get that story. Yeah. So.
1: Well, that was what I was kind of thinking is is if they all play like this because even the the Resident Evil remake, um, it doesn't play like this. It's still, so. ten controls. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I think you can have 3D movement, can't you? I think you can switch between. The oh two. yeah, yeah. If that
0: one you could. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe.
1: Ah, fuck, I don't remember. I don't either. But regardless, it's still it still <laughs> was, a while. um pretty true. It mm-hmm. was just nicer looking and a little and quality of life stuff was done to it. Yeah. In this case it would make it more of an action game. Um so I think it's justifiable, especially if they if they bring it out. Um I hopefully not well depending on how much content you get, sixty would be okay, I guess. But I think if they're gonna keep making these <sighs> they sold this one for sixty, so I don't know it's tough
0: yeah this game feels like six dollar game though because it's completely remade
1: and then, well that's my that's my thought process if they could do that same treatment to three and, and one and even zero and, and like give people a because like, like i know like uh you're not a huge fan of three for example but maybe mm-hmm. by modernizing the gameplay and uh tidying up the story you know so that it is also modernized a little bit maybe you might find yourself enjoying it
0: well i i would I've said that a bunch of times now uh, once playing the game on stream is three I didn't like for a lot of reasons but if they if they did the same approach they did with two I think they'd be able to make something good out of it they've rewritten certain parts and changed certain parts and the dialogue is completely different so they've pretty much just taken and honored the original game and made a new version of it yeah so three I mean my opinion of the old three wouldn't even matter my opinion of the old two doesn't affect my opinion of this two. so
1: well and then just hearing you say that though makes sense for them to if you know obviously they, they keep selling to do uh one and then potentially zero as well so
0: yeah um three also makes sense because it's the only resident evil that's never gotten any kind of um love or update or anything to it it hasn't transferred anywhere it's it's a playstation game and that's it yeah so anyway going back a bit and to stop talking about how good resident evil 2 is and the future of it which is an interesting topic um i think the ghost survivors dlc is really fucking cool even if it was originally supposed to be with the game or not, um, it's free, so it doesn't matter. Um, the cool thing about it is first off, Resident Evil 2 already said it is fucking awesome. I I was having problems stop stopping uh, playing it earlier. Uh and um it's just done so well. I'm really fucking loving it. And it's a lot of people's, it's a remake of a lot of people's favorite Resident Evil or the first Resident Evil they ever played. And the thing that's cool about Resident Evil 2 when it first came out is it was like a real fucking sequel to a game. Like Resident Evil was already a really ahead of its time idea that was like amazing when I first played it. And then 2 came out and it just did everything Resident Evil did but made it bigger, grander, and and better and up the scale. Now it's, it's a zombie outbreak in a city. And one thing when I was a kid, when I was obsessed with like zombies and Resident Evil and stuff like that, I always look into the lore of Resident Evil, Resident Evil Two, Resident Evil Three, stuff like that. And there's always these stories of stuff that happened in Raccoon City because that's the big event. It gets referenced back to all the time, and even the newer Resident Evils is the big is when the, the virus spread outside of that whole area. Um, and so, reading all the lore of that of that situation, it really excites me that they're. Taking essentially that idea and making three scenarios of just people. It says they don't escape the city Yeah, so you're gonna be experiencing three different things that happened during that time to expand lore and and give you more of that Scenario like if I could I would love to know everybody's story out of Raccoon City and what happened there because it's just a big clusterfuck It's mm-hmm. a fucking apocalypse. It's like really horrendous like all the shit that happened Because um, everyone's got killed everyone got murdered everybody fucking got infected and uh And so, you know, just getting those stories is really cool. It's going to be very awesome to uh, experience all three of those. I'll I'll definitely play all of them. I'm also excited to see how they handle characters that aren't, um, you know, Claire Redfield and, and Leon. Kennedy, because you know, those are the expected characters are gonna play. Their story is expected, that you know, they're the way they use a gun is expected. One of these people is like a mayor's daughter, you know, she probably can use a gun, anybody hey, can use a gun, but like, will her story be focused around her running around shooting shit? It sounds like it's called a runaway, so obviously, she's probably gonna be more on the run and hiding, and it'll be really interesting to see her whole scenario play out. The gun shop owner, I'm curious if that's the guy from Resident Evil 2, from the original Resident Evil 2 in the intro. You go into that, as soon as the, the the truck hits and explodes, the first place you go into is a gun shop, mm-hmm. and a guy has a shotgun to you or whatever. I don't know if it's the same guy or not, but it could be, because he's actually not in the uh, the remake, as far as I know. Maybe on the second run, there's a secondary uh, playthrough you can do after you beat the game, uh, where you get an alternate uh, perspective. Maybe you'll run to him there. I don't know. Don't spoil that for me, please. Um but if not, it'd be kind of cool if you got to see something from that guy's perspective, kind of playing back to uh, you know, um, the original game. But, uh, but yeah, overall, uh, very happy with the game. I actually didn't know about this until I started doing research for uh, this episode today. And as soon as I saw it, I was like, that's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about that. I know a lot of us are really hyped on this game right now. He'll give Jeremy something to do. He already beat the game on hardcore twice, I guess, because uh, Jeremy's hardcore um I'm Trying to figure out where he has all this time to play games. I don't know. Fucking, he was telling me too. He was like, he had to shoot a zombie on hardcore fourteen times in the head, and it finally died. And I was, and I shot a zombie ten times in the head on normal, so I was like four behind him. But I, but he's telling me about hardcore. I'm like, I don't want to fucking play that mode. If it takes fourteen shots to kill a zombie. That doesn't even sound fun to me. And he's like, it's just the one time. I'm like, that's that's still one time too many for me. That's that's a lot of bullets. That's a lot of bullets anything else you want to say on this ghost survivors free dlc no just keep doing what you're doing capcom because you're on a good track record right now keep it up yeah capcom for a while there was starting to go the way of konami for me and now i mean between monster hunter and and this street fighters the only thing they've done that was kind of like fucky but that's still a developer to developer thing yeah. right the guys who make this didn't make street fighter so it can't be like Cop call me you piece of shit because they're not doing all their games right once they start introducing you want ads in resident evil 2 like in the dark there's just a poster for pepsi then i'll get a little annoyed they'll do the truman show
1: thing and i'll send the character a look at the screen and start talking about a product
0: who are you talking to? Yeah. The tofu guy will start trying to sell you an actual brand of tofu. Uh, let us know in the comments, what do you think about Resident Evil 2? Have you played the remake? Are you excited to play it? Are you not excited to play it? And what do you think about Ghost Survivors? Uh, free DLC. Three stories coming out. I did four. Three stories coming out for free. Starting February 15th. Are you going to play them? Are you excited to play them? Do you not care about it? Do you think this was content that they already made? Not that it really matters because it's free. Um, and they're releasing late. Or do you think it's uh, planned brand new DLC content to promote long people playing the game let's know everything you're thinking about when it comes to Ghost survivors and resident evil 2 last bit of news as requested by all and i think it's something that we should talk about anyway um so it's no secret that um (sighs) fucking epic has their own uh launcher that they are starting to sell games on and uh to compete with valve uh it has Recently come out, though, that the one of the more hyped games of 2019, Metro Exodus, uh, originally uh, taking pre-orders on Steam, has been pulled from Steam and will only be sold on the Epic Launcher. Um, yeah, so I'm going to read from GameSpot here another one of this year's biggest releases is skipping steam in favor of epic games uh, store Uh, publisher deep silver has announced that the pc version of its upcoming first person shooter metro exodus will be available exclusively through epic's digital storefront when it launches next month on february 15th also february 15th that's a really good day Uh, prior to this announcement pc players were able to pre-order metro exodus through steam these pre-orders will still be honored but the game will be Delisted from Valve's storefront today, January 28th, due to the new exclusivity agreement, which Valve blasts as unfair to Steam customers. In a statement on the Metro Exodus Steam page, the company wrote, Later today, sales of Metro Exodus will be discontinued on Steam due to a publisher decision to make the game exclusive to another PC store. The developer and publisher have assured us that all prior sales of the game on Steam will be fulfilled on Steam and Steam owners will be able to access the game in any form future updates or DLC through Steam. We think the decision to remove the game is unfair to Steam customers, especially after long pre-sale period. We apologize to Steam customers that were expecting it to be available for sale through February 15th release date, but we were only recently informed of the decision and given limited time to let everybody know. One of the major factors that has uh, enticed developers away from Steam to the Epic Games Store is its revenue terms. Unlike Steam, the storefront gives 88% of the revenue, while Epic only takes 12. And it appears that the split had a bearing on the decision to bring Metro Exodus to uh, exclusivity on that platform. Epic's generous revenue terms are a game changer that will allow publishers to invest more into content creation or pass on savings to the player. Deep Silver CEO Clemens kondratitz Uh, said, uh, by teaming up with Epic, we will be able to invest more into the future of Metro in our ongoing partnership with the series developer 4A Games to benefit our Metro fans. As another consequence of Epic's more developer-friendly revenue terms, Deep Silver is selling the PC version of Metro Exodus in the U.S. for $50, $10 cheaper than the usual $6 price tag. However, the game will still cost uh, €60 in most European countries. Metro Exodus isn't the only major PC release that will be bypassing Steam entirely, Earlier this month, Ubisoft announced that the upcoming shooter Division 2 will also skip Steam in favor of Epic Games Store and its own storefront. What do we think about uh, games skipping over Steam to uh, take in that 12% that they have to pay to the Epic storefront? Uh, What do we think about the Division and uh, Metro Exodus moving over? What do we think about Metro Exodus doing it last minute while people have already bought in the game? Um, And... uh, what do you think about the way Deep Silver handled this? What do you think about Steam's opinion on this?
1: Did Steam have an opinion? I yeah, it was know. the
0: first thing I read.
1: Oh, I, for some reason I thought that was the developer. No. Commenting on what the publisher's decision was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. <sighs> I mean. So really, if if you're bringing out a game and you're not really like super known, uh, it's a good idea to obviously put your. Uh, title as many places as possible. When you start getting into the territory where everyone knows who you are, it makes more sense to uh, make more money off your, your products. So the, the 88% is is way, 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 way too tempting, especially since every other marketplace out there uh, takes 40%. So you get 60 So it's a huge difference. Um, I think uh, it was really kind of crappy of Deep Silver to wait to last minute to... Uh, make this decision uh, can't blame the developer but the you know the publisher obviously has
0: A, yeah yeah
1: has all the rights when it comes to publishing and where it's published at so uh, hopefully in the future deep silver doesn't pull more crap like this but at least people who have paid for the game on steam are still getting the game and access to any future uh you know development projects for that game um other than that, I mean, I'm not super surprised with this. I'm sure Epic is giving some cutbacks right now because they're probably trying to get some big titles on there, but I also think that the, the titles that in the case of Division 2 and Metro have enough people interested in them um, that they think that even if they lose some sales from being on one platform, the percentage is is going to
0: uh, pretty much put them in the same
1: place if not put them in a better place. So,
0: Yeah um okay so overall i think it's good that steam has competition uh it's healthy um but this situation i think is really fucked up i think it's really fucked up that deep silver uh decided to do this mid uh taking pre-orders i think they should have waited till metro exodus came out and then their next game should have been at the start on epic's um storefront um i think it's really shady of them to allow people although they are uh allowing dlcs and and updates and all that to still be given to those people you're now giving certain people steam access to that game and other people not because they weren't fast enough to buy it i think i think it's just a really shitty way to do that um i get why they want to move over to it and all power to them um and i love uh the metro series and i love 4a as a company and I don't think they did anything wrong here. They just made the fucking game. So uh, Deep Silver is the one that made this decision. Um, and, you know, they're, they're all stoked about it too. And I'm, I'm glad that they're stoked to be working with Epic on, uh, you know, selling their games digitally that's cool uh for the future but doing this last minute like this is really fucked up to let steam set the community uh whatever they want to do is fine but just doing that like that was was really shitty um i was gonna buy this on pc uh on steam i'm not interested in owning it on the epic storefront right now so i might be buying it on console which really sucks because I I was thinking about buying on PC. I wanted to play at the max graphics. Uh, I wanted part of my Steam collection uh, that they are doing this exclusive shit and only going to have it over there, not have it on both. They could have it on both easily. Um, get more area to sell the game, take a hit on this one, make more money over here. But um, now I think they might have lost my sale on... Uh, the digital front i'll i'll still buy this game i'm not i'm not gonna boycott or anything stupid like that but um but it's interesting i just really wish they wouldn't have done this game i wish their next games would have been like from here on out we're gonna be releasing our games only on the epic storefront um so yeah the whole situation is really fucked up but um and like i said is is changing my opinion on how i might purchase the game um not to punish anybody i just you know i originally had a plan they offered it they took it away I don't like that business practice. Um, the other thing I find really interesting, though, is the Division 2 is also going over to the Epic uh, Games storefront, uh, which I don't really have an opinion on at all outside of, the, you know, they're taking advantage of that incentive. But the Ubisoft store is already a thing. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting to sense that there is partnership starting to work with Epic to compete against Steam. Ubisoft has not been able to take a market from Steam. So it's in their interest to knock Steam down a peg or two by working with Epic. And I think we're going to start seeing more companies who want to see competition against Steam go over to Epic. I think there's more to this than just two companies decide to do this. I think we're going to see more. I guarantee it. Well, sure we will, yeah. Yeah. But I, but I don't think it's just because of that incentive. I don't think it's that 12% because Ubisoft doesn't give a fuck about that. They're making 100% on, oh, their, no, I, on their digital
1: front. I, and I had I briefly said I, I think Epic is probably giving kickbacks of some sort right now. Um, cause they are trying to
0: get or in that space that, but also it could be a collaborative effort. Like I said, Ubisoft has already tried to do this. They haven't been able to do it. Yeah. If they work with another company and they're making more money from them than they would get from steam, it only makes sense for them to help support Epic get bigger so that, um, that they can compete with steam and, and, and grow that because it's in their interest. They're making more money from them. They want that to th- grow and thrive. Um, their sure. launcher didn't work. Just like a lot of other launchers I mean, have not worked.
1: Still integrated into their games and about to reply e- it, but sure. Yeah. Um
0: <laughs> uh, EA, you know, their launcher fucking sucks. Mm. Um so <clears throat> it just makes sense. I'm I am i I'm gonna wait and see, but I, I guarantee we'll be seeing more companies start to hop over here for that financial incentive, but also to essentially fight against Steam, because Steam's pretty much had a monopoly on digital sales outside of like GOG. Um, on PC, when you think of PC as like a console, you think steam, Mm -hmm. that's where you get your games mostly. And I've never had an issue with it, but I also am not very pro monopolies. So I like competition. I like people having to stay the best and not get lazy. And so, um, although I do think what, you know, uh, deep silver did was fucked up with that one game, that one instance. Um, after that, I think everything, you know, them moving over Ubisoft, working with them, other companies guaranteed, are going to start working with them it's going to be a collaborative effort to try and fight back in steam because they need it they need they need the competition they need to be able to um have a different uh seller and epic even though um you know uh Fortnite and other battle royals will most likely be going on the decline here soon uh it seems to uh be showing um in in the numbers of people playing those games uh epic started this system at the right fucking time at their height at the amount of uh the most amount of money they're making um so it's the perfect time for them to push into this market and now they got big backers behind them so uh do you think Ubisoft will uh start exclusively releasing all their games after the division 2?
1: I I mean it'll probably depend on the success. Yeah. I, I honestly that's I, a, that's fair I don't point. really have a
0: strong opinion on
1: on uh on whether or not like people are going to just start skipping scheme steam altogether. And if it's a, a collaborative effort, as much as I, I just see people uh, going for that, that, that price tag, the only thing that confuses me um, specifically in the deep silver one is that they could have continued selling their game for $60 on steam mm-hmm. and sold for $50 on the Epic one. Yeah. And they're still making a bigger profit. On the epic one but the, and it's giving incentive to go over there because it's cheaper even yeah. though in this case they're just eliminating the other choice which i think um, is dumb I, I think it's dumb as well i think i think the 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 smart thing to do um and obviously these big companies uh, specifically like ubisoft can afford to do whatever the hell they want but uh, like a smaller game it, it would make a lot more sense to have full retail price on steam discounted price in the epic store because mm-hmm. you're still going to make your money and uh more people might be enticed to buy the game because of the better price type. 10 bucks so, cheaper uh, yeah i mean although then steam
0: would maybe start
1: discounting it but that's that whole their own no monopoly thing you know what i mean yeah so for sure
0: i'm still i'm still curious though and obviously we don't have to talk about the collaborative my conspiracy theory thing but um what do you why what's the incentive for ubisoft then they're a big company that
1: obviously wants to make as much money as they can on their product yeah but they're doing that on ubisoft yeah, but they're gonna be able to get a bigger audience on the Epic Store. I would, I would assume, because I don't know anyone who like wants to use UPlay, and there's a million people playing uh, Fortnite already. So it's just another thing in their launcher they can look at. They have
0: millions of eyes already there. So yeah, but Ubisoft already has people in there, even if they don't want to be there or not. Sure, but I bought games on the Ubisoft launcher. I didn't want to fucking buy them there. Yeah, but
1: all their games are also on Steam except for this game and mm-hmm. the UPlay launcher. Just launches with the game so um i'm sure it'll do the same here too i'm sure you'll launch division two in epic the you play thing will come up with it you know um unless they're just getting rid of it and i really doubt that
0: i don't think so, they are yeah, i don't know I don't why I, they
1: would i don't either i'm just saying like this, yeah. it's just <clears throat> them uh experimenting because i think ubisoft is an experimental company anyways so uh yeah and there is financial incentive
0: here. So, yeah, I'd be curious to see that though, because I, I I don't think selling it primarily on here is going to boost their sales as much as if they just released it on Steam and their own thing. So, because people are going to buy the Division too. It's not an unknown game. Like, people are going to be looking wherever the fuck they sell that mm. to get it. So, uh, maybe if it's a smaller game, I'd be more inclined to assume that there'd be a mass jump in sales on the uh, Epic launcher, which is not proven yet. Uh, so,. But I will be curious to see uh, how sales go with those games in general. I'm still curious to see how the how the Epic Launcher fucking um, does in general. Uh, it is smart, especially for smaller companies, to go over there because they got to make as much money as they can on those games. So uh, it'll be very interesting to see. So overall, I think we both agree that this makes sense financially for for people, um, and that it was kind of shady for uh, Deep Silver to do it mid sale. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's my
1: opinion, but. <clears throat> I'm not gonna go as so far as say shady, but it was it was really bad decision. I think uh, they sh- they should have at least let the game come out, and if they decide to pull off the store later, I mean, there's there's been companies who've done that in the past, anyways. Like the game came out, everyone had their chance to buy the game. They went, eh, we don't want to sell it here anymore. So
0: yeah, um, and that's always shitty when it happens. It is 100% likes it when it happens, shitty, but regardless of the mid, situation, It's fucking taking pre-orders from people. Yeah. And then denying them, I can't think of another game that did that. And
1: I, I think even in the the circumstances that that uh, that are happening here, where obviously it's not a good thing, they are at the very least not being complete dirtbags about it, and the people who did buy it aren't getting screwed out of anything. So well, they would just
0: get refunded anyway. So for sure,
1: but you know, they they're not getting their their option is still existing essentially. Uh, just from this point forward, everyone else has one choice. So
0: Yeah, which sucks because I was going to buy this and now I'm not on there So because I don't want it on the Epic Launcher. Um, yeah. So anything else you want to add to that? Add to that? Blah, 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 blah. Can't talk right now?
1: Not really. No.
0: Let's know in the comments. What do you think about Deep Silver pulling this uh, while still taking pre-orders, while still... Um, honoring the people who bought it but denying anyone who wants to buy it now moving over to the epic game store where the fuck it's called i keep calling it like different names constantly we think about division two what do you think about these moves uh moving over to that for that financial incentive do you think there's other reasons for it um when you think about steam how do you think uh what do you think about steam and how they handled the situation um and uh yeah are you inclined to To want to go buy games over on the Epic uh, Game Store. Uh, Is $10 savings enough for you to want to go do that? Um, Or do you want to stay with Steam? Let me know everything you're thinking about when it comes to all the different angles of this story. And what do you think about the future? Uh, What will the future hold for digital uh, retailers? It's almost like a digital console war starting with exclusives. That's gonna do it for this episode of Tasty Tuesday and Tasty Loot Gaming. As always, thank you for watching. Make sure to like and subscribe if you enjoy this episode. Make sure to check out our other other uh, uh, other episodes. Check us out on uh, Facebook, Tumblr, and Twitter. Uh, check out our Discord link down below. Talk to us anytime, all the time. Check us out on Twitch or me out on Twitch at Tasty Senpai, all one word. Hit the notification button. I can't fucking talk right now. Um, you know when i go live and if you want to watch me on this channel you can i dual stream anytime i stream um did i say
1: itunes say it anyways
0: yeah check us out on itunes spotify and other podcast platforms if you prefer to listen to us and yeah my name's i'm chevy until next episode we are doing plus club and game of the month this week so until then have a great week guys and take it easy